Welcome, Welcome. to uh, <laughs> Casual Creeps of Gorehead and the Wiener, and this time we actually decided to make it very casual. Yeah, and... so we're just trying to make up for the them. <laughs> <laughs> make up for the, the them series that was uh, pretty horrific. It was not super gory, but the content of it was very... Um, yeah, divisive. And Amazing show. Terrifying. Please go watch them. I want everyone to see it, but oh boy, is it a doozy. It will leave it's you rough. It's rough. Feeling. So I understand if people didn't want to watch through the our entire series, but we needed to finish it, and we finished it, and it's great. So if you're curious, just 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 skim through some of our episodes, and you find out pretty quickly if you'd be interested. But today, we are talking about teen witch oh very uh, very different emotional <laughs> spectrum than oh them. my god it's not even like in the realm of gory but it is like a casual like kind of in the realm of halloween things there's a witch so there's, there's witches, a witch in there. and there's magic in it so there's uh and there's terrible rapping in it so that <laughs> awesome. white, white people horrible. rapping in the 80s dressed it's like, like 50s street kids from new york so it's like if uh, white executives from the 80s wanted to put something that resembled rap in their teen movie, yeah, this is know. what they think rapping is. Yeah. And it's terrible. Yeah, like, oh. yeah it's, it's everything about this movie is terrible. It is, it is just, a, I, I don't even, I don't know if there's some, I would love to just know somebody who worked on this movie and asked them why any of the choices were made that were made because yeah you just pretty much sum up the whole movie with this it's a just complete train wreck like not total i don't think a single scene actually like connects or flows into the next scene like a scene occurs and then hard cut to something completely different that has absolutely nothing to do with what was happening and no most flow. of the no no flow and most of the scenes don't e aren't even in service of creating a story <laughs> they're just nonsense well it's 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 rough because it's like okay i could see them having a basic idea for what they wanted for this Teenage. but the way the way that they um decided to visualize the story makes no fucking sense it's like they had too many things that they wanted to just put like too too many 80s stereotypes that they wanted to mm -hmm. throw into this movie to make it appeal to teenagers because <laughs> when i was researching this i was like looking through to see if anywhere could summarize what the fuck happens in this movie and i was impressed that they even were able to like milk out a plot out of this thing because <laughs> there is a plot but you kind of forget that there is because there's so many random bullshit that doesn't matter in this movie it's just like but teen... in researching, yeah. sorry. Well, it's just but like teen researching... witch getting boy. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure it is that. But there's so many things that distract you from it. You're like, oh yeah, oh, that's right. It many. is just that basic storyline. <laughs> but many apparently, they were trying to make um, a female version of. Uh, oh God, where is it? Of Teen Wolf, there we go. A female version of Teen Wolf is what they wanted okay. with this, and then they decided to just make it a witch movie. So. Yeah, like there's very, very loose elements of Teen Wolf, and for anyone who doesn't know Teen Wolf, they're 
was actually a movie from the 80s, not just a weird uh, hunky boy show that's on the WB. Oh, I love <laughs> but, that show. But the <laughs> original one starred Michael J. Fox, where he hits yeah. puberty and finds out he becomes hunky a werewolf. Boy show. And he literally joins the basketball team and becomes the head of the basketball team as a werewolf. And that's how he becomes popular. <laughs> There's a very famous scene where he surfs on top of a van as a werewolf. In the middle of the day, too. So the rules don't work in that movie at all. He just It seems like when he gets horny, he turns into a werewolf, which is pretty unfortunate. <laughs> very unfortunate, yes. But this movie, it's like it shares the loosest idea that when she turns 16 she gets magical witch powers but it's that's it that that's and she's going after a boy and she gets the boy right that's 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 it team wolf had a more complex story because there's two love interests the one that he wanted and the one that he should go for and he learns Uh. by the end of the movie that team wolf you know shouldn't just follow his nose or his red rocket <laughs> or his red rocket Ooh. It's lipstick. Um, oh no um but yeah i guess before we try to describe this movie i'll oh, wow. i'll structure this a little bit like our classic <laughs> podcast because it, we're talking about a movie and not just an episode but i don't know are you able to give like a a an intro to this movie can you do it can you introduce our audience to the shit show that is teen i started i started breaking down the whole movie into like scene by scene and kind of also like i found it a fascinating movie because there's clear ideas of what they wanted to achieve like they they saw the they saw the stereotype in another movie they saw that it was successful and then they tried to put it in their movie and the the difference between what they were going for and what actually occurred in the shooting of the film are so vastly yes. different that it's like fascinating to see like oh okay this scene is the scene where uh, Teen Witch is down after she's been bullied by somebody at school and she's like in the yeah. bathroom and then Blossom her best friend comes in to cheer her up but. In reality, it's not like she was bullied by the other mean girl who is going out with Brad, her love interest. No, she was bullied by what looks like a 60-year-old bitter, bitter (laughs) elderly man who just viciously tears into her for no reason and just lays on her from the moment she gets into the class. She runs out just completely destroyed by this elderly man who would probably be suspended or fired for treating a kid like this for no reason. Yeah. She's crying in the bathroom. Blossom comes in and says all the generic lines that her character should say. It's like, everyone knows he's such a meanie. But it's like, you're talking yeah. about a 65-year-old man. Like, right? a meanie. And then it just hard cuts to her in in a locker room. And then a musical number starts about girls liking boys. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, okay. that's, the, that's what actually happens. And so the whole movie is just like, the setting up of expectations and then completely fumbling the delivery on it. So the whole movie is a familiar movie. If you've seen any eighties kind of high school teen rom-com sort of movie, like that's the feel of it, but every scene feels wrong (laughs) and you can immediately understand why it's wrong. And the more that you watch the movie, 
the more wrong it feels and the more wrong you find in it it's it's like a treasure trove of of like oh yeah failed the, execution the, <laughs> the more the further you go into this movie the more weird gems you find that don't make sense and i feel like by the like once you get 50% through the movie you you've reached acceptance that this is just not even a movie and you're just kind of enjoying how weird and fucked up it is like in a stupid way um, oh. but some genuine but yeah. terror in this movie though especially if you're a germaphobe there's oh yes there's so we'll get into those fun yes. parts but so this movie apparently may or had a budget of oh it did 2.5 million dollars that's pretty high for the 80s can you guess how much it made opening weekend Oh, God. Like, I don't know. You could probably trick people into watching it right away, especially in the 80s with a name like Teen Witch. So, like, I don't know. To make, like, a million bucks at its first weekend, like, kind of, I guess back in the 80s, tickets were cheaper. So, I'd say, like, I don't know, 200000 Okay. It uh, it made under $3,000 opening weekend. Oh, damn. Three... And it made... <laughs> That's before Rotten Tomatoes. People are always blaming the the algorithms on why their movies oh, fail. <laughs> under 4K. Under 4K. Oh, but... wow. They made an extra $1,000. <laughs> and in total, it only made around $28,000. Damn. Uh, how did it, the word of mouth million. be so bad on it, though? Like, you would So think... it came out the same time that uh, Stephen King's Pet Cemetery came out. Oh, oh, wow, yeah. Bad timing. Yeah, because that's a much better movie. <laughs> it is. It is a much better It's a movie. <laughs> it is a movie. Any it is movie a movie. Better. Oh, my God. So I'll go, I will go roughly over the plot as I read on Wikipedia because oh. it did a better job than what I could surmise. So basically, 15-year-old Louise Miller, she's supposed to be 15, <laughs> Yeah, they even also mentioned that she, like, skipped a grade when the, the elderly man is bullying her. It's like, oh, I, I know you're good enough to skip grades, but you're going to skip class, too. It's like, why are you taking it into her, but, man? Yeah. She looks mid-20s, and Brad looks like he's 30, at least. Brad's definitely um, in his 30s. <laughs> but, yeah, so 15-year-old Louise Miller needs to use the phone after a bike accident where Brad basically crashes into into her and finds very herself at madame yeah very intentionally madame serena's house who is like a weird palm reader and She's she finds <laughs> and yes serena finds louise to be a reincarnated witch and old friend from a previous life on her 16th birthday, her magical powers return with the aid of a powerful amulet that was previously lost in her former life. Once Louise discovers she has the power to alter the world around her, she does all the teenage fantasy things like wins over her love interest, becomes the most popular girl, harasses her English teacher... <laughs> And then when shit, when shit gets out of hand, she discovers she doesn't need magic to get Brad. The I, end. I don't think any of that actually happens. What do At you least, mean all that stuff happens? Not in the way that it's like you imagine any of it happening. Like, oh, yeah. No, like, those things happen in the movie. Yeah, they're yeah. interspersed in a way where you don't remember. Well, and, and also it's like, it's so 
it's just all so wrong and like she seems like more like a sexual predator than like a, a girl in love because she's constantly just staring at him from afar like there's just a scene where he's working out with no shirt on in the middle of a field and she's just like staring at him oh, from like yeah. around the corner and just watching him and she's dressed like the shooter from bowling from Columbine as well which does not pair well <laughs> so she has like this giant trench coat on I guess to be less less uh, uh, crash she looks like the girl the, the weirdo girl in the breakfast club when she has yeah. like all oh, of her winter before gear the stupid on. makeover yeah before the makeover scene she kind of looks like maybe that's what they were going for as well but just delivered it all wrong oh yeah probably <laughs> based a lot of their styles off the breakfast club because that was like the thing yeah that would have been pretty big and also yeah somehow wasn't blossom from the 90s was pre-blossom blossom yeah they steal blossoms so i from this i had to look up that character's name because you kept calling her blossom and i <laughs> thought that was her real name her apparently her name is polly oh Okay, sure. Yeah. It's probably said once. I think every character's name except for Louise and Brad is only said oh, Brad. once in the movie. Other than Brad's that. Brad's name is said the most. <laughs> yeah. Also, I think that Tina Fey might be a secret genius because I feel that she actually, with Mean Girls, made a secret, like, re recreation of Teen Witch. Because the main Brad looks yes. just like the guy from Mean Girls. And the so main Teen scenes. Witch Girl even looks like Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. Well, there's so many scenes where I'm, like, when you pointed it out when um, Louise is helping Brad in class or, or vice versa. I don't yeah. really remember. But it, it, it looks like it's straight out of Mean Girls. It's just Mean Girls improved it, you know? Yeah, like, they I look way too similar for that to be a coincidence yeah and she, yeah fish out of water character i think maybe even the guy in mean girls is named brad <laughs> he might I even feel, be named brad i don't remember but i feel like uh tina fey probably knows of this movie i mean she's a comedy writer she's mm. she's probably seen this and been like what the fuck is this monstrosity <laughs> and probably just maybe she's She's a maybe smart she, lady. She maybe probably she watched is it when she was like a teen or something, and like she probably. was like, I'm not gonna watch teen but I, I feel like maybe she just took like little homages out of it into her actual movie. I mean, it, it could be, but it is also like a common way it to set trope. up a, a. It's a common trope, and it's also a very common way to set up a shot too, where it's two characters like leaning over yeah. a desk to, you know. Because the shots in this movie aren't terrible. That's the weird thing. Is like they they've it's, shot it competently, but they yeah. haven't shot it in a way to tell the story very no well. Structure. So it's like, it's like, what are you doing? You're shooting it like a regular movie. You've got lighting. You've got like makeup <laughs> people. You've got costume design, set design, but like no story. <laughs> no, it's it, it was like they they intentionally Crazy. removed every scene that explained what was happening and they just showed everything happening without setting anything up for yeah. <laughs> any of the actions that the characters take and so you're exactly. just you're just constantly confused like i i don't even know how you even like begin like to even talk <laughs> about the movie because it's so like 
the first scene is just her like her dream of her dancing on top of a building which yeah. goes on for so, a solid two or three minutes <laughs> let's talk let's let's break down the movie break scene by scene now. or like scene ish yeah. by scene we'll try because yes. the first thing i have for breaking down the movie is what the fuck intro <laughs> <laughs> i wrote most That's pg just... sex dream any teenagers ever yeah. had <laughs> it, it starts and i remember the first time i saw this because i i just remember somebody recommending me watch this movie because it was so stupid it was just weird as fuck so i started watching it and i'm like do i have the right movie on because it's like a very slow credit intro scene where it's like the filmmakers didn't know what the hell to do with this long credit it's a go go you just put it as a music video for the movie like a promo music video (laughs) it just looks like the cameraman was like okay let's just get some real cool like dramatic lighting and i'm gonna get you to do some random cool shit and make it romantic and you're gonna have this blue scarf and you're gonna like whip it around in the wind around you and we'll get some like lighting in this direction so it'll cast a shadow and then i'll film the shadow and then i'll film your heels walking and then i'll film brad like just be standing there and then you go oh my god it's a brad it looks like it looks like the sex scene from top gun like every scene of brad's like sexy reveal it's just like full silhouette with blue splash background it's amazing but i thought of this um part way through the movie i was like oh my god though if you go into the brain of like a 14 13 year old girl and and you just like as someone who has been like a 13 or 14 year old girl and who has had crushes on boys in school this is like posters on the wall girls will just dream of their crushes or fantasize about their crushes and it would probably look like this it's a weird ass like oh we're on a rooftop and it's romantic but we don't we haven't had sex before we don't know what any of this means so we're like oh we just go up and we dance and then maybe we have a kiss oh my god a kiss that's like that's all i can think she doesn't even wake up like when they're about to kiss, it's like she's just taken a, pl- a, a leap of faith off the top of a building towards Brad, and then gets know, the look yeah, of terror right. on does, her face. She does a trust fall <laughs> at Brad, and it's like, why? Why are you? But in her okay. dream, she freaks herself out, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. That's how a... she wakes up. She does a trust fall towards Brad, and then wakes up because it's the sensation of falling. I guess. <laughs> That's so a good stupid. point, though. It's like the whole movie. If you think about it, if it's just the dream of a 13, 14 year old girl, like the, the whole movie makes so much more sense because yeah, the movie doesn't make, it feels more like a dream than a movie because you're and just. It, oh, 100%. And it also makes sense too with the way that her brother is portrayed. Oh so, my because, God. Okay, fucking, we'll get into this the now. whole thing, the brother, that fucking kid. Because when she wakes up, her brother is under her bed eating cake, and then he comes out and he's like, "Were you dreaming of Brad? Brad, the red hot lover. Brad, the red hot lover." And he keeps just repeating, "Brad, the red hot lover," while he has cake sitting so under her bed cake. and like cake all over his face and hands. He's a he's a menace. So it also, okay, that scene alone is the first terrible edit of the movie because it. It, when I rewatched it, it really confused. I was like, what the fuck? How does he get pulled out from under the bed? Because the, there, there's a shot where she looks under the bed, 
sees that her brother's mowing down on cake and reading her journal. And she's looking at him from one angle, like staring at his face. But then all of a sudden he gets pulled out by his feet from nobody. And she's just on the other side of the bed in one cut, pulling him. She goes from like leaning over the side of the bed to being on the other side of the bed, pulling his legs out with no indication of how she got there. It's just hard cut from one side of the bed to the other. I had to watch it a few times. Like, what the fuck? It's like, that's impossible. She uh, couldn't do that. See, if she used her magic. <laughs> she could have used her wizard magic or her witch magic. And that could her have been like a first magic. indication that she was a witch. But no. It's a terrible edit. That would have been that would have set something up, right? But like no, she got mad and pushed him out. But no, it's a terrible that, edit. They can't, they can't do that. But she doesn't have powers yet because she's not sixteen. No, but like you know, maybe it's just like you know, she's about to hit puberty, so it's like little sparks. Yeah, it's a little sparks of them here and there. That would have been nice, but no, this something. movie's not that smart. I um, also have a theory about the brother because as I focused on him in his scenes more. I think he may just be a ghost. He might be dead. And he might just be haunting specifically her. Because no one acknowledges him at any point in the movie. Except her. Even her, his own parents don't mention that he's covered in chocolate in her bedroom. She just opens the door like, come on, honey, you're going to be late. It's like, oh, mom. And that's it. Nothing about the brother being in there. The and next the scene kitchen. when they go down for breakfast and they're they're all like having breakfast and then all of a sudden you just see the brother who has like two skewers of burnt ass pop tarts and he's just holding them up With and no one giant acknowledges metal skewers, giant metal skewers. <laughs> he's insane. I don't un- like he's hilarious in a really weird fucking way. I don't understand him. I kind of. Like, I wish he was, I don't know if I, I don't know. Like, part of me wishes he was in more things, just being this chaotic, chaotic disaster. But in the other hand, he's just so random. I don't know how he could ever get a role based off of this. It's so punchable. (laughs) They just want to hit him so hard. It's the most punchable face. He could be a really great, like, childhood bully. Yes. You know? Yes. Perfect. But really fucking weird. Like the weirdest childhood bully you've ever met. But it could be kind of interesting. Like you would want to you would want to hate him. So it would be yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Like you could never put him in a role where he's supposed to be liked. Like that would be oh, his yeah. lot. He's not likable. He, he's like the he's like the 80s version of the kid from Game of Thrones that everyone hated and forced him to quit acting. Oh yeah, that poor guy. He did yeah. such a good job of being a little bastard. Like that would be that's the 80s equivalent of that kid. That's him. Yes. After Teen so, Witch, he got bullied so hard, he had to leave acting forever. <laughs> and then, okay, so then we see Louise go to school, and we sort of finally, like, we see, oh, there's the hot girl coming out of her house into Brad's car, and you can see that Louise is, like, super jealous. And- uh-huh. Oh my god. But then you see Louise and her friend dressed like Mormons, basically, with their like trench coats. It's and a their bright hats. sunny day. They look hot as shit. They're wearing like full wool, like from head to toe jackets. Yeah. <laughs> Again, like they're dressed the 80s, like thick trench coat type yeah, situation. They're, they're dressed thick. like they should be in yeah. like cold Chicago, Illinois, where yeah. every one of those movies is shot. But no, they're in sunny California. <laughs> really weird so then they get to school and the first 
people we see are the rappers and there's one rapper who needs to be paul rudd and we came up with the idea (laughs) and i love this i really hope this happens tell them our theory of our teen witch movie so i really want them to recreate this movie kind of like what they did with wet hot american summer with the like when they're all in their 40s (laughs) but they need to cast paul rudd as this rapper guy because he he is like the epitome of paul rudd comedy he it would just be like chef's kiss perfect and yeah yeah. there's uh the friend polly or blossom would be played by uh maya rudolph yes yes yeah yeah that's who we decided was maya rudolph because she starts rapping (laughs) yes she starts rapping it but it she would be great as that character and oh there was the whole cast will be adults but except for the popular girl the pop yeah the popular main girl would be would be cast as um Kristen Wiig yes 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 <laughs> I don't know who Brad would be he would have to be we haven't decided on no him. yeah I didn't didn't think about Brad Brad would have to be like some old like he used to be actually an 80s heartthrob like yeah. you get one of the guys from like 21 Jump Street to be Brad oh, <laughs> Richard yeah. Grieco Richard Grieco <laughs> He's... but yeah but the only this might be problematic that it was like maybe he should be younger but Ooh. because the main character louise is just gonna be like a regular teenager but her best friend oh. her best friend is maya rudolph and <laughs> every scene is the same you don't even change anything about and it the popular girl is yeah Kristen wig <laughs> it just be so so amazing uh, yeah oh what if the popular guy um oh no what's his name he's he's in um that hbo series uh he's a cop from super bad oh bill hater yeah bill, bill hater would be perfect yes he would be bill perfect. hater is brad yes and he, and he like doesn't look cool at all like he does no. <laughs> But everyone but treats him so like cool. the cool guy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I just want to see Paul. I just want to see him just like punch the side of that Coke can and just have to get the Coke for this 16-year-old girl. Oh, oh my God. God. But at a- least the 16-year-old girl would probably be played by someone in their mid-20s. Yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah. terrible, you know, but oh, it'd just be so funny. Still. It's, it's like, have you ever, um, have you ever watched this? It's not, it's not, it wasn't very popular, but I found it really funny. It's called Superstar. It was like a movie made oh my in God. like the mid I was 2000s. obsessed with that movie. <laughs> oh, were you? I was obsessed. Obsessed. <laughs> it is such a funny movie. I didn't watch it till years it's after like it was made, the but the concept is the of, same. Is yeah. there, no, it's, it's like Will Ferrell yes. and her are 40 year old, 30, 40 year old people, but they're playing high school kids. That is the epitome of my humor. Because that, yes. like, as a teenager, it might like not even a teenage like younger yeah. <laughs> like in grade six or something <laughs> i was obsessed with movie. i fucking loved superstar she I'm like super spells star. her armpits she Shakes constantly out the flashes her flashes her underwear to yes. i like i don't know what that says about me and i would just all <laughs> The part like, where she's talking about her boobs. 
They're not twins, they're sisters. It's <laughs> so good. She's like making out with a tree. Oh, you know, like it wasn't that. It was like, they, she made her boobs make out or something. I can't even remember. Oh, they were like yeah. holding hands. I can't remember. Anyways, oh, it's yes. been a while since I've seen that movie. <laughs> her boobs are holding hands. That movie, Anyways. Yeah, that movie's great. It's such a bizarre movie, and I don't think it was very popular, but I just think that, that humor oh. was like ahead of its time in terms of how. The, I'm glad that you think my humor was ahead of its time. <laughs> Good for you, right? <laughs> Superstar. Oh. Well, just so the idea sad. of like really cringy like humor, I could see why people would think like, oh, this movie's like shit, but like the jokes are oh. within the jokes. Like, just the whole I premise love, I is the joke. Of, I need to I rewatch say. this. It's, yeah, I, I mean, if you think about the things that I loved as a kid, like I don't know, like I, I like don't Monty know what Python that says about superstar, me. Superstar that makes a lot so, of sense. Monty Python, Superstar, but then also Dracula, Dead and Loving It. Oh, now I'm not going to defend that that movie. <laughs> that's that's your own thing. Everyone has something that they like, and no one else does. Yours is <laughs> that one. Is that? Don't worry, mine's it's crawl. That I don't know what that is. Exactly. Don't worry about it. No one, no one gives a shit except me. Yeah, it was so Superstar and Dracula Dead and Loving It were the two things that I would rent incessantly from the the, the the movie store, and like it got to the point where I rented Dracula Dead and Loving It out of commission, where the the VHS broke. Like, it stopped you watched, working. You're probably the only person who rented it. <laughs> the, it's me and my there. friend, like, my friend and I, we were the only ones that watched it. We, it was like a shared obsession. That's that's funny. That's, that's so at least there's one other person who was That's good. That's good. You, you're I watched it with a friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, so we got out of, on a very long tangent about... Um, it started with the uh, Paul Rudd and, and that yes, our elderly cast thing. for our teenage our <laughs> rom-com. Cast. They're not elderly. <laughs> no, yet. not elderly. Uh, middle-aged cast. Middle-aged Sorry. cast. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry Paul Rudd. People, Paul Rudd. Paul no one Rudd. knows. Paul Rudd could be a hundred. He he does. He has no age. He can play whatever he wants. He made like a. He made like I don't know a pact with a mummy. Years and years ago. <laughs> yeah, he's going way. straight to hell when he dies because his <laughs> soul is owned by the devil at this point. <laughs> he's definitely, definitely made some sort of pact with an ancient uh, being. Yes. So, okay. And then the next scene we see um, Louise go to English class, but she's late. And her she was writing something out of in her diary or a note or something about Brad. Oh, I think what happened is she took it from her brother. stupid little brother because yeah. it's covered in chocolate and shit. And she puts it in her binder, you see. Puts it in her binder to kind of get rid of it. And um, it falls out when she puts her stuff on her desk. And this asshole teacher grabs it and is like, what is this? And then well, but, he goes to the before, front of the class. Before, before that part, like before she comes into the class, there's another great Paul Rudd scene where he just 
he just literally mocks every g- woman in the school. Where it's like, why don't women want to uh, uh, be with men? It's like because women are a drag, and he looks like high fives one of his buddies, and it's not acknowledged by the teacher. And then she comes in, Teen Witch comes in, and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing, Teen Witch? Why are you late, you little bastard?" And like doesn't say anything to Paul Rudd about his super sexist comment that insults every female. Just women are a drag. And he's wearing suspenders and his blue-ass shirt. So, oh my god, this dude. I can picture Paul Rudd in every scene saying that. Perfect. Because it's basically his character out of Wet Hot American Summer. It is. It's that character. He could act exactly the same. Oh my god, Dana Carvey needs to be his best friend that just constantly like high fives him back and never says anything. He just stands there cool in like a jean jacket. He looks so old. Not even a jean jacket, like a vest. Like it's a vest with like a button-up shirt underneath but the buttons oh, are like you get all the 90s cast of snl you get like mike myers to be one of the, oh. <laughs> the paul rudd's buddies he's old, he's old. and he oh, looks old yeah exactly oh god rest his soul but norm mcdonald would have just been perfect oh. <laughs> norm he could have been the teacher Oh my god, that would have actually been perfect. Yeah. We're just casting like our, our fantasy our movie. Of, fantasy of, teen witch like, movie. Teen witch. <laughs> it makes oh, me so really happy to talk to about it. Right? Why can't anyone make this? All the teachers should be younger than the students. All the teachers should be like in their 20, in their 30s. So that they, <laughs> so just even more of a bizarre contrast. No one would watch this movie. Oh, I would love to <laughs> just be us. in it. I would love to just be the principal or something. Just <laughs> <laughs> telling Paul Rudd to simmer down. Or this would know. this this movie would ironically do worse than the original Teen Witch. <laughs> <laughs> With all these <laughs> cast members. Um, but anyways, yeah. yeah so the yeah the the teacher the teacher doesn't berate Paul Rudd at all, no. but immediately just goes to basically harassing Louise and takes her note to the front of the class and reads like how much she's obsessed with Brad in front of the whole yeah in front of the whole class and she basically just bursts into tears and and runs so it's like well yeah I wouldn't want to be in the class with this asshole either (laughs) runs into the the bathroom and like, then her friend comes and consoles her. She could just go to the principal's office and like tell the principal it's like, ah, oh, there's this asshole teacher that's just bullying the shit out of me. She doesn't have to run into the bathroom but she's got bullied by a mean girl. It's, it's funny because so I don't know I don't know why I'm seeing a rise in comedy from people in like Generation X uh, which is like but like elder older people in Generation X, so they grew up in the '80s, mm-hmm. and they're saying how much better the '80s is because there weren't people with peanut allergies and people oh, yeah. didn't give a shit about like being hurt. You just like grin and bear it, and if people bully you, that's a part of life. We don't have safe spaces. I'm like, oh my god, can you yeah. fuck off? Yeah, like, like being it's not a good terrible. thing. 
it's it's not a good thing to just put up with people bullying you like yeah. no wonder you guys have so much fucking trauma because you're not <laughs> dealing with it and you think therapy is for pussies exactly it's like i'll just bottle it down I just think, every time i think about something like that it's just the perfect line from the simpsons where homer's talking to lisa it's like remember lisa what you have to do with your feelings is not express them but push them deep down and bottle them up until you can release them at an inappropriate time. Like, you remember when Daddy hit the umpire with the bat? She's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, Daddy hit the umpire with the bat. <laughs> they just go walk off and have ice cream together. <laughs> it's like the worst parental oh advice God. you could possibly give yeah. a child. It's just so great. I don't so know great. why I keep seeing that. So, like, the, yeah, I don't... The way it's an easy thing to make fun of without without researching it because just because it's not talked about doesn't mean something wasn't happening. It's just it wasn't talked about as much. It's like how in the eighties all of a sudden child kidnapping was a huge thing. You know, it didn't start in the eighties. Not some crazy person in the eighties like, oh my god, I'm gonna start kidnapping kids. No one's ever thought about that. It's like it still happened. It's just it was talked about more. Yeah. And people with peanut allergies just fucking died. Yeah, exactly. That poor little kid just suffocated or had to stab himself with like so many EpiPens constantly just to not die. And like, their argument is like, well, maybe they should, they deserve to die because they have such a stupid <laughs> thing wrong with them. And it's like, no. um, I don't know if you want to go back to the age where the stupid people that basically are just strong were the Cave ones men. that survived cavemen you want to die in your 40s again do you want yeah. that because the only reason that we're living past 80 is because now we are curing diseases and people have time to get smart stephen Hawking's is the most famous like exactly. scientist in the fucking world he's probably considered one of the smartest people that's ever lived and he would be like hurled off a cliff in ancient roman times if he was born back then they'd be 100%. like oh, there's just so much so much wrong with that that thought process where it's like i know you're telling jokes it's so i know you're telling jokes but it's so stupid like do you think through any of your thought processes it's just it's it's not really a joke it's a comment that's not thought yeah (laughs) it's that's what it feels like it's like okay where's the punchline you want people with peanut allergies to die cool that's That's funny yeah i'm pretty sure i could find something about you i could wish you dead for like i hate how you look off into the distance it's so dumb and annoying i wish someone shot you dead like or gouged your eyes out so i don't have to look at your stupid face we just just threw like like a big cup of acid in your face just so i wouldn't have to look at your face just melt it off you know then i'd be fine with you i just hate everything about your face there we go that's my joke I hope someone throws acid in your face. You know what? It's perfect that we're having so many tangents in this episode because it (laughs) represents the movie. You can't keep your mind on the movie too long because it just, it starts to fray at your, your thoughts of reality and the concept of just how, you know, everything, how the world is structured. It's, it's, it doesn't belong. It's like an alien made this movie. Or an yeah, algorithm, like an AI, a bot. Yeah, like yeah, an algorithm. What, you, you put you put every every eighties teen movie into a computer and it digests it and it creates a new movie. It's like those AIs that create new people out of like other people by just so it's just yeah. like that in movie form. Yeah, because they have uh people are doing this now where it's like, okay, create a piece of art that is 
like a minion mixed with Picasso and they make mm. a bunch of weird ass shit. It's like yeah. someone did that with 80s and a witch. <laughs> make a movie. And this yes. is what we got. <laughs> so anyways, uh, we'll carry on now. Yes. Um, okay, sorry. We, we're next... hard, hard cutting from the bathroom, the heartfelt bathroom scene to boys. <laughs> Yes, we are. We are hard cutting to the women's locker room where for some reason Louise is getting changed, but then all of these like popular girls in their every other outfit, woman, every other woman in the everyone. change room except her start dancing. And they're literally like professional dancers and they and just start doing weird ass acrobats and they're singing, I like boys. I like boys. <laughs> I like boys. <laughs> I don't even know what the other words are. It's just, boys, I boys, like boys, boys, boys. Like, it's just them <laughs> singing about how much they like boys. That is yeah. all of the lyrics. That's it. And it's, it's, it's baffling because you'll see them do, like, these goofy things and they're, like, laughing to each other. And then it's like Louise is supposed to be reacting, but every time it cuts to her face, her face it's emotionless. <laughs> it's just, like... Almost like a look of terror, like she's just like, "What am I?" Seeing? And then she, it's like she pops out to look at them, and then pops back with no expression. Yeah, it's just, just like cutting to that. She's always on the reaction. outskirts of everything happening yes. in the movie. She's just look observing like a this, <laughs> and this is the first musical sequence where it just cuts to just hard musical, and there's no um, lead up to it. And that no. this happens a few times in the movie where there's just people just start singing so it's like a weird in between it's like they wanted to make it a musical but they didn't commit fully so it doesn't work it's just super fucking weird yeah because if you start it's like okay so this must be actually happening in the reality of the movie because louise is watching it and thinking what the hell's going on so yeah. she is actually watching these women doing this crazy dance number where they're like swinging off lights and like dancing on top of lockers. And they're just talking about how much they love boys and part of, to walk into a bathroom me, in the real world. And just all of a sudden see this going on. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> part of me thinks that maybe Louise is having a psychotic break. Oh, I was going <laughs> to, sh- I, I actually wrote down reality. in my notes that they, uh, uh, where is it? Uh, they have a shared dementia. Because shared dementia. All the women have shared dementia because they're all dancing together. It's like some sort of psychosis that they all share. Psychosis, yeah. Or like Louise's in. She has. Um, yeah, but- what's the word? She's like in a coma or something, and this is like her weird ass brain piecing, trying to like piece together that she's like still living her life. This and is this her is way of like of her brain telling her she's like still alive. It's like remember you like boys. Remember you like boys. Remember Brad, you like boys. Brad. That would be amazing if every once in a while this movie just cut to a hospital room and oh. she's like in a full wrap. And it's like, Louise is in a coma. We don't know if she'll ever wake up. And like, Brad comes in the room and that's where all the scenes of Brad occur in her mind. (laughs) Or like, I would love if it just hard, like, so it's her in a coma and it's a very like dark room and there's people crying (laughs) over her bed. And then it hard cuts to, I like boys. 
I like flies. Every once in a while, she should hear like an unearthly voice, like whispering to her, like Louise, we love you. And it's just like these, but it's actually people coming into her hospital room, and she doesn't know yeah. why. Oh my god! She hears it's like so medical weird. equipment noises every once in a while. <laughs> We're just trying to add more sense to this movie because there yeah. is none. Yeah, um, I think so I think that's the problem with our tangents. Like we're trying to justify why these scenes exist because there is no reason. That they need There's to be no the reason. There's no reason for them to exist. Um, so the the PE teacher comes in and is like, all right, break it up, time for class or something. And, and then- Goddamn women always dancing in your little pink leotard singing about boys. And they're all wearing like oh, skimpy classic. pink leotards too. Yeah, like, they're so they're weird. like, um, yeah, they're, well, I, I just said it. <laughs> like outfits for doing um, gymnastics. There we go. Gymnastics yeah. <laughs> leotards. That's what it yes. looks like. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, like- a, they're about to go do the the double bar and their Olympic run. <laughs> yeah. And so it's funny because all of this happens right before like the first line of of basically the the plot when I was reading Wikipedia. It's like the the first line is like, oh Louise uh falls off her bike and she can't get home, so she needs to use a phone. And I'm like, yeah. that's the first event, but all of this happens before all of this happens so the next scene finally she's like well actually not the next scene no, it's no, like a no, weird no, no, no. the next scene is is some beefcake time oh no because no, the, 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 it goes to her creepily staring it at all the women and then it cuts to her creepily staring at brad that's right working out with so no short. shirt on because these scenes are so short it's like it's, yes. there's no point to it so she like she's it looks like she's standing in front of a dark alleyway so and her creepy. face is her face is lit up but then you see her like staring and it's like Brad just running shirtless in a field it's so amazing and she like has the most terrifying like she just like slowly like pulls back yeah. into the shadows it's a cool and it's just like shot. And it's just her face lit until she's completely covered in darkness it's oh, it's an amazing so shot <laughs> what it reminded me of is like if you're like say you're lying down like with your face up on top of water and yeah. if you like slowly recede into water the water like engulfs your face yeah. it's like if light was doing that and she was being engulfed by shadow <laughs> it was amazing it should be in a horror movie <laughs> if you just pause on her face because she also yes. again for every time she's watching somebody she just has this emotionless look on her face like she never looks she doesn't happy, have much like... expression <laughs> yes into the darkness like with a blank ex like she's by herself she could at least be like excited that she's creeping on being a pervert <laughs> she gets no joy out of her perversions she just has to watch brad she doesn't have a choice yeah yeah it's um that and it's such a quick scene it was like yeah. oh god this is so random and then i think the next time we see her she's trying out for like this yeah. high school play oh, yes and we introduce the next amazing actor of the movie oh my god and upper she should lip be in lady. a horror movie upper lip she should she i don't know what she looks like except Ooh. oh she looks like is meeper the right 
Oh, they're the Muppet. The, the very tall, like, me, 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 me. Yeah, the long, skinny one who's like the Dr. Honeydew's assistant. Yeah, and he always yes. gets blown up. Yes. Holy yeah. shit. Because her hair, too. Yeah. So, like, a female version of that. Huge eyes. And I'm so sorry for, like, you know, it's so mean to point all this out, but it's it's so hard not to look at and get distracted by. She has the weakest chin I have ever seen on a human being, which, like, gives her zero definition on the lower part of her face, and she has no jawline. So that's why she looks like Meeper, is because her face just goes right into her neck. And then it's like, so it's like, and she has like the red hair, like super dense <laughs> yeah, red curls. It's like she's she had like human features like drawn on to like this cylindrical tube of flesh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're way more harsh than I was gonna be, but that is accurate. <laughs> I'm sorry, lady. You'll never watch this, so we can no, make fun of this will. nameless actor. <laughs> She's made. She's. I'm sure she's. She's making more money than us. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. She, you know, she, she goes to conventions. She's a and talks about Teen Witch. Oh yeah, <laughs> but yeah, she's. I'm sorry to say, she's a terrifying character. Like she looked like she should be the villain in this movie. Like the she scariest should be... librarian. She's dressed like a yes. horrifying librarian. Oh my God. If she was a librarian in like an indie horror movie, <laughs> that would be so fucking good. That would be amazing. Oh, she should have played Pearl. Would <gasps> she would be old enough. She could have played Whoa, Pearl. <laughs> she would be a good Pearl. I don't know how I feel about seeing her naked though. Oh. It would, Sorry, be, it would add to the bar <laughs> for sure. Uh, oh lord! So yeah, so yeah. Louise is trying out for like the main character that is, of course, opposing Brad because Brad, Brad is like this knight in shining armor type of a thing, and it seemed like she was doing the scene perfectly, but they yeah. still gave the role to someone else. It was yeah. like, okay, what was the point of that? Okay, so That's also cool. I think this is where the movie forgets who's Brad's girlfriend is supposed to be because right. she's, they you cast think a that it would, yeah, it would be cast to the blonde girl that they've been talking about the whole movie, but it's a completely separate black haired woman who was the boys, boys, boys lead dancer. And then they're like hugging each other. Like, Oh yay, Brad, I got the part with you. And it's like, why does he have two girlfriends? Is this like something that's like suddenly yeah. layered into the movie? <laughs> because again, this is also a part of Mean Girls, right? Like there is a play scene. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they all like, they there's all, a tryout. Yeah, because it's for the talent show that they do, yeah. and they're all yeah. <laughs> and they're well, all. Well, the I think theater. there's a scene where like uh, Katie has to kiss the Brad character for trying out in this oh, thing, but he's like already has like the blonde girl as a girlfriend. Oh my God, this, this movie <gasps> is like. So many. <laughs> Parallels. I see, I see what you did. You stole this, but you made it way better. <laughs> she saw that the the diamond in the rough of Teen Witch and knew that there was a popular movie inside of it somewhere. Much like the ugly girl turning into the popular girl, Teen Witch got its time and got turned into Mean Girls. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of true, hey. Um, so yeah, so none of these happens. theories, none of our, none of our speculations are grounded in any sort of reality. By the way, like we're just completely talking shit about. We're bullshitting everything. Yeah. 
Um, so this I guess that was the end of this the school day. This was a day in the life of Louise so far. Beautiful, lovely day. Then hard and, cuts uh, to the middle of the night. Right. <laughs> hard yeah, cut to darkness. I don't, you apparently have to wait until I don't know, nine o'clock when it gets dark to bike home. Even though this is California too, so it's probably like eleven o'clock at night by this Eleven point. o'clock at night, and she's biking home, and uh, she accidentally like gets hit by Brad when like he's making out in the car with his blonde girlfriend. But Brad's looking and, straight uh, ahead the entire time. They don't even set up that oh he gets distracted by the making out and turns away. And that's why yeah. he doesn't see Louise. He's just staring at her the whole time. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, no. And then turns. Yeah, it's really <laughs> terrible. There's no reason for him to even, like, had that encounter whatsoever. No. No reason. But she basically decides. It's, it's weird because then thunder starts happening. So in, my, in our heads, we're like, oh, she's running from the thunder. So she needs to find shelter. But there's no rain. No. Doesn't make sense. But apparently she's it. just trying, she's trying to find a phone, but that's never set up. She needs to phone to get a ride home. But even though she gets a, offered a ride by Brad, she's too embarrassed yeah. to take it, I guess. Yeah. They, again, she yeah. just gets, she just acts really aggressive towards him. It's like, get away yeah, from she's, me. <laughs> she seems, seems really super pissed. pissed. <laughs> she's really pissed, but she's really embarrassed because he knows about the love letter because that happened that day. So yeah. it's like. Fresh wounds. She's just having a shitty day, okay? She's having a yeah. bad day. Got um, run over. So then we're introduced to Madame Sarina. She's oh, the little wow. tiny lady from Poltergeist. Oh, she should not have been given so such a big role in this movie. It's like she, she does can't really act. No, she's not an actor. She is a she is like one of those people that you just find and is perfect for a role, like a very specific yeah. type of role. And clearly whoever made this saw Poltergeist and thought, oh, I should put her in as a creepy witch. But it's like you missed all of how why she was good in Poltergeist. Completely fucked it up. Steven Spielberg would be disappointed in Teen Witch. I mean, I think many people were disappointed in Teen Witch. I don't think Steven Spielberg watched this. <laughs> he just I gotta support my my acting friend, that yeah, lady. I just want... <laughs> that lady. That lady. Um, Poltergeist woman. I have a name. You could call me that. <laughs> no, you you're Poltergeist woman. <laughs> but yeah, so she goes there and um, she gets her palm red and it's uh-huh. like very spooky. And oh, it's very spooky. Yes, it's terrifying. Finding out that she's like secretly a witch or something, but I don't she's think she believes witching. it. Um, Not yet. Because she... She comes back later, but at this point she's like, okay, crazy lady. And then, I don't know, she's she's randomly uh, at home at her, like, sweet 16 party, I think is, like, the next oh, scene. Yeah, with the most depressing birthday party ever that's just with her parents and her little ghost brother, who, again, and they don't little... acknowledge. He's just he's sitting yeah. right on the edge of the cake, like, in clear view of both of the parents. Yeah. Never ended. But it's so. weird because, yeah, but it... it this should have been such like a pivotal point in the movie because she's supposed to be getting po- or her powers Yeah, yeah. at this point. But it's like one of the shortest scenes and it's so depressing. Like her parents and her and her brother are sitting with a cake on the coffee table and they're just talking and her 
she fo- or her friend phones her her blossom friend phones yeah, and it's only just, friend like telling her i'm sorry to tell you this but there's gonna be like a party that um also all your friends can't come because they're all going to the popular girls party why and isn't she like, at the no, party I'll, I'll be there I'll, I'll be there i'll be right there though don't worry i'm coming now and then it cuts and that's it you don't see anything no it no. just cuts to like the next morning when but also know, she is she is up. given by her parents the ugliest sweater vest that she will be wearing for a good chunk of the movie the green sweater yeah. vest she gets as a gift from her parents like what a horrible gift it's a terrible gift and then awful awful sweater i don't know how she oh right and then she's at school and the, the, the sex the theater the... teacher oh, no the theater the... teacher oh, gives oh, her the medallion oh oh but uh before that is the scene where they have the sex ad where paul rudd comes back and he Paul has his oh. next big Paul Rudd scene where he raps <laughs> slang of penis names, penis slang names. Oh yeah! Because the lady pulls out an umbrella and she's like, "What is this?" He's like, "A dong, a schlong, a biggie blong," and he just like raps like twenty <laughs> names of a penis. And then she's like, "That's very good. Now sit down." Like, it's like he's also a ghost, maybe because no one reacts to him like he's a real person. Like people he just, just kind of think he's funny like people are just kind of like oh. and this woman like they don't looks, again the woman looks like a crusty old librarian so she would be like upset at hearing this but she's just like oh well that yeah. was very good oh yeah she opens her umbrella and she's like Whoa. and she she then after he rattles off the list of all this penis slang she then immediately turns to the chalkboard where there is like a serpent snake sperm and it's it's swimming towards what looks like the, the face from Teletubbies, the sunshine face. And it's like, and now the sperm will enter here. And she points towards the mouth. And I was like, uh, this is a very bizarre way to teach kids about how what? a woman gets pregnant. It's like, it swims into here. And then it just shows a picture of a, of a uterus. And she just has a circle. And it's like, then a baby gets made. I was like, this is terrible advice. And then, so you're gonna forget that the vagina exists and just yeah, no, the vagina is not talked about at all. And there's no penis; there is just sperm, sperm, and flying around. And then she says she pulls out a condom, and every student in the class says condom for the first time in their lives. They're like condom, condom. Oh, and they all start saying it and chanting together and pounding on condom, the table. Condom, condom. <laughs> And she, and she tells she tells the class, oh, and make sure you have to wear a condom at all times or women will get pregnant. It's like that is terrible advice. You're gonna there's gonna be people that think they just have to have condoms on, even when they're not having sex. And again, <laughs> there is a scene in Mean Girls where it was oh, like oh, there is a sex scene. Holy shit. Yes, yeah, there's a sex scene and she's just like or is it a guy? I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah, I think like, it's the PE teacher or something. The PE teacher's Wear condoms because if you don't, you will have sex and you will die. Oh, that's right. He's <laughs> or, super blunt like, about don't it. Don't have sex. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, don't have sex. If you have sex, you will get, <laughs> you will basically just die. And yeah. then he's like, all right, everyone take a condom. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's like a funnier version of this scene. Oh my God. Oh. It is exactly the same. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know God. which is funnier. Condom, condom. I mean, yeah, it is funny, but it's like, it's not grounded in any kind of reality. Like at least the take <laughs> yeah. a condom scene is yeah. Yeah. 
funny right. because it's kind of relatable in a way. Well, how a PE te- a male PE teacher would like teach a bunch of young girls about sex. Don't do it. If you have sex, you will get pregnant and you will die or something. Yeah, you, have an STD, you die. You get pregnant and die. Something. So yeah, there's weird. again, that is just a random scene that is put into the movie that has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Like, yes, there is no point to it. It's just a scene. And it's not even like if this movie was a comedy, that scene would at least make sense because it's something funny happening. But this isn't a comedy. This is supposed to be like a teen drama. I kind of. Yes. I almost feel like we should do a comparison video between Mean Girls and Teen Witch. We have to set up a whole new channel for just these sorts of things now. (laughs) To compare and contrast. It's okay, we'll just keep it on this channel. No one cares if you've got 10 followers. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. We don't have to. It's like people are wanting us to stick to the formula that works. Oh, (laughs) this formula doesn't work yet. Our formula. Our tens of fans demand it. <laughs> um, and then, um, oh god, oh yeah, that's right. So after, after that, then we get to the medallion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we get to here. to back to no chin. Back to Meeper. Meeper lady. So we get to her, oh, so and tragic. she just. They're in, like, this, because, okay, so Louise was cast as, like, the set designer, I think, for this play. So she's in the back room helping the theater teacher with stuff, and uh, she finds this amulet. And And she casually tells her that she loves her. Just, you know, I really love you. She says it to her, this teacher. I I really love you. There's still, I see so much of you in me. And I was like, I don't know if I would want her to say that to me. No, no. Be like, oh my God, are you serious? Just starts crying. She's like, oh no. But she finds this amulet and she's like, you know what? This is, this is yours. I don't remember ever seeing this here. So clearly it's yours. It's like, okay. So (laughs) she has this amulet. Ooh. Which he happens to um, find in a random fucking back room (laughs) for high school. (laughs) Yes. Um, Oh God. And then I don't, when does she go back to Madame Serena's? Well, yeah, you find out that, like, she's got, well, again, she starts, oh, God, she first thing goes on her date with, with yeah, date rape right. boy, who's like, a, so, who's the nerdy, he looks like, where's Waldo, but is, just says the weirdest shit, like, he's like a 50s nerd, but. And this Hyper... is the popular girl's cousin that you find out. She basically just pawned him off on Louise yeah, yeah. for this random date. And he shows up and he's got Ace Ventura hair, but he's yes. dressed like he's from the 50s. And then he also looks like Where's Waldo, but he's doing like a weird caricature of a nerd impression, but no, like, no personality. It's just no. a caricature and nothing ever makes sense. And he it's makes like, like weird noises, even like, like he's not even yeah, talking why, English sometimes. It's like when you see in cartoons where like their eyes pop out of their head and then snap back. It's yeah. like he tries to do that in real life. He's like, what? 
It's like he's having Wowza. a stroke at all times. Yes. And it's he's a- got his glasses and he's like, oh, I'm a nerd. I'm taking my glasses off and I put them back on. <laughs> it's like, almost like he's a, less, he's a less talented Jim Carrey. Like Jim Carrey's oh, sawteen yeah. witch saw this character and saw the potential in it to turn him into Ace Ventura. But he just yeah. does it in a far more successful but way. does it because he's like the only weird character. Like yeah. he's, you know... Like everyone around him grounds him, but this movie is no. just all over the place. There's no reason for this character to even be. This whole sequence doesn't need to exist. She doesn't no. need to go to the dance. No, there's nothing established here apart from she is able to make this dude disappear at the end because oh, that's, right. that's the only magical thing that happens. So she's at this they're, dance. They're, has their a dance is time. dirty barn theme too. <laughs> Yeah, it's so weird as fuck. Like, so when they finally like leave, on the ground. they finally leave, and like she's like, oh, oh, this guy is like driving her back, and he's trying to force her to suck him off. Oh, that's right. There's a right? really, really, really uncomfortable scene where she's just—he's like pushing on the top of her head into his crotch. It's like, whoa, and this movie took this a. Is- intense but this movie like what the fuck are you doing and she's just like i wish you would go away and then he just disappears and the car just kind of drives into an empty area of the road and then she's suddenly driving and there's just like cars and they also this is another great terrible editing job because there's like a shot where she first grabs a wheel and there's a car coming right towards her but then it cuts to a wide shot of the car and there's no other cars in front of her or even on the same road and it cuts back to the interior you see another car coming towards her cut back to the exterior nothing it's like She's hallucinating. Again, this fits into the coma theme where it's like, nothing's really yeah. actually happening. <laughs> nothing's happening, but it's but, fine. It's so fine. And she so gets over. Happens. Yeah. Yeah, she's fine with it, though. There's no repercussions. She doesn't have any, like, emotional fallout from it. It's just like, no, I'm just gonna... I actually think yeah. she goes to the witch now because she's like, oh, my magic powers made of. Or is it after the brother turns into a dog? <laughs> Oh dear lord, that's right. Oh, so I, think oh I don't know. I don't know. Dance, she gets home from the dance and she sees her brother making this weird fucking oh, pizza God, with shit it. all over the place. And then she's just like, You're a dog. And then he <laughs> turns a into a dog. And then he's right. running around. And then she throws him into a pre made bubble bath and it washes yes. off of him. <laughs> and it's like, What? Okay. How did you know that that would turn him back? I feel like maybe that should have happened after the medallions. Or, like, because never, it's never established that, like, water rinses the magic off. I don't think that is a thing that they ever established. Like, there's water that falls onto money at one point, but, like. Yeah, and I think it ruins the money. So maybe. It's never really. No, it's not pointed out very well. It's very subtle if it is. Because it's like, oh, okay, sure. But she also didn't see that. So she wouldn't know that that's how you do it. She wouldn't know that, anyways. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. And at one point, so she goes back to, to Madame Serena and is just like, okay, what's happening? What's going on here? And. 
she points out that the medallion has found her way back to her because she's a reincarnated witch and this medallion has always been with with her in a previous life it's like okay that's uh, yeah, sure, sure, why not? Sure, sure, no ladies. <laughs> um, and then she basically teaches her that she can get whatever she wants. And this this scene where she keeps asking, like, so you mean I could do this? And she's like, yes, I can do this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I said you can do literally whatever you want. Like, stop asking. For fuck's sake. <laughs> For fuck's just sake. assume the answer is yes. <laughs> just assume. And it's kind of also established that Madame Serena is wanting to use her for some of her magic so she can get what she wants to uh-huh. um, And so like Louise leaves and tries to catch all the cast these magic spells and once Louise leave leaves you see that um, Madame Serena has like this dude in the back room that she wants to like, make love it's like her sex her sex slave because she has a frog and then she turns the frog into the handsome man and but it's really creepy because it still rivets like a frog so yeah it would really ruin i would imagine part of the appeal (laughs) yeah and that's the scene where she gets louise to make a bunch of money and then the water falls on it and it's ruined but like louise didn't care about taking the money it was just I don't know. Yeah, she just left it there for the Serena. The I don't know, but like... yeah. So then Louise just goes to an abandoned amusement park <laughs> where she's like <laughs> casting all these spells, and then it starts raining. And you're like, okay, <laughs> I guess it worked. I guess because the Karis wheel turned on and she's casting muse or casting spells. So that's so fucking that's weird. cool. I guess. <laughs> This is amazing! And we don't really know what she cast. I think it's just like a popularity spell or something. I don't The really ancient know. art of popularity spell. Right. <laughs> and then she has the voodoo doll after that. So then she has the voodoo doll for the oh, like Jesus. teacher. And the te- she like brings it to class and forces him to undress in front of everybody. And oh yeah. Fired. Should definitely get him fired. I don't think he gets fired though. I think they just all laugh at I mean, him. They, it doesn't show anything. He just <laughs> no. kind of gets kicked out. It's really weird. Um, and then this is when, after this, we we're starting to get into more of like a montage type of a situation because we're just seeing magic. like event after event of her getting cooler and cooler, and then we see big quotations. I'll say cooler yeah, and cooler. cooler. <laughs> so so cool. now we see her. And Blossom just like oh, biking, and then they approach some the the Paul Rudd gang as they're rapping. Oh, <laughs> and this Jesus. is like a famous scene in the movie, and it's my favorite scene of the movie, where it's they're a- they're singing, they're doing like a rap, um, and it just it cuts to them like they're in front of like a car and there's a boom box on top of it. And there's like two guys with vests and then the Paul Rudd guys in the middle with like this flowy shirt. And they're like, top that, top that. I don't know if you can do the top that. Cause I'm hit and you're not. It's the- and it's been, I want to hit them all so hard. That's the, all the lamest white people they've collected oh my God. to dance in the I'm street. Hot. 
and you're not. <laughs> and again, these people are actually doing this. Like, they're not under a magical spell. This is just what no. they do. They go into a it's street in the middle do. of the day. And also, it's great because it's conveyed as really cool because Blossom's like, so cool. cool. So I love what Blossom <laughs> says because she's like, they stop and she's just immediately amazed. Like, oh my God, look how funky he is. Funky. <laughs> look how funky he is. So I will never be that hip. Like, she says that. No, you won't. <laughs> no one will. <laughs> and then, of course, Louise is like, oh, I don't know about that. You should go talk to them. She's like, I don't know maybe, if I can maybe do that. Maybe it will so be cool. She does, like, a little spell on her. And then she, like, approaches him, like, doing her it's rap. And then that's spell. when that's when we're, we're like, oh, my God. Or you're like, that should be my Rudolph. Cause she <laughs> and Paul Rudd could do, like, this epic, like, rap battle together. And it would be so cool. Oh it would be God. so funny. It would be amazing. Like, just, yeah. Like, it, I, <laughs> it. <laughs> I think that's what keeps me going through watching this movie is imagining the, the made-up <laughs> new remake. Me that too, because it would be so much better. Yeah, it would be so funny. <laughs> it's just the way they're standing and just their stupid rap battle. And then it just cuts back to a little lady again. With, it's like she just kind of drops in on her from time to time. And, yeah. Hi, how's it going? I want my love spell for Bradley, please. I think this is where they yep. make a love spell. But before we get there, I just want to oh. quickly say, if anyone has <laughs> not seen Teen Witch, please just look up the rap sequence because that will make you want to watch it if you like yes. bad movies. <laughs> yes, that is a great... So please watch that. And imagine Paul Rudd and Maya Rudolph. <laughs> yes, yes. It is um, a delight. But yeah, so the... Carry on. The love spell. Oh, yeah. So yeah, then she goes back to whatever, Madam Serena, and she's like, I want to become more popular now. I want to look like, I don't know, some 80s lady. She looks kind of like... Uh, I want to look cool. Pat Benatar. There we go. And so they're oh. like, oh, okay, you can just pull out my magic spell, and now you're going to be super popular, and you're going to go to this concert and kind of, like, become this 80s hair metal lady. Because she go that's the next musical right, number where it cuts to her just in the there. concert. You're like, what the fuck's happening now? I don't even like. I didn't realize that was why she went there. It, it's so weird, and I guess it's like it's 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 someone who was famous when this movie was made, and they're like, oh, we're gonna get Shauna oh. for our movie. Her name is Shauna, and wow, also okay. they, again, they ride their bicycles down the Los Angeles yeah. bridge to go see this concert. And they live in like the suburbs. Like that's a fucking yeah. long ass bike ride. Yeah. All right. All right, girls. Like they're sure. two hour commutes. Two hour bike ride to a concert. Yeah. And then there's like the schlumpy version of the guy from uh, the lost boys, the saxophone guy. Remember? Oh yeah. Like the, the, the sexy saxophone guy from lost boys. that plays the saxophone at the beginning with no shirt on. There's, like, oh. that, but in this movie, and he's wearing, like, a bright orange, like, muscle t-shirt, and he's got, like, a gut and, like, these white denim-dyed jeans on. It's just... Eddie's yep. got a sweet mullet, and it's just... It's amazing. Everything about it is... Always just, the mullets. Oh, it's, it's the 80s. You gotta have some mullet in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They... 
they they don't really explain why they go to the concert. I guess their magic powers gave them backstage passes. Yeah, just like check the list again. I'm pretty sure you'll see me on there. And he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, come on in. <laughs> oh, use my magic powers." So they're at this concert, and then that happens, and then I think he gets her jacket, and that's down... the whole point of the scene. Oh, that's right. I wrote down. <laughs> More random shit, basically Louise being cool and getting <laughs> random shit. Now she looks like Shanna. But it like yeah, her, so her she, cool person right. jacket has like fake military medals and like what looks like little patches of animal fur all over it. It's that is so 80s though. That is very 80s. Amazingly. So it's like 80s. she put that on the next morning and then she had like this spell like made her super cool and then she walks down the stairs and she's basically just wearing like a skirt and the jean jacket and, and she has her hair done so it's not frizzy anymore it's like cool now you're popular i guess she immediately blows off blossom right yeah immediately <laughs> because is brad and her and his girlfriend are like come ride with us and she's like okay and then blossom's like the fuck I guess okay. we'll my boat. We just drove four hours together to see Shauna. Right. <laughs> oh, and then there's a creepy dance number where it makes it's a montage where it's like she's walking down the hallway of the school and more kids keep coming behind her. And it's like shot with this dramatic lighting, but it's like intercut with like football guys coming to her door and she's just dancing in front of fucking yes, the right. street. And there's and then Paul Rudd guys rapping out of the car at her. Yes. And, but this is like all happening in cuts. So it's yep. it's like a music video or like the worst structured montage ever created because it like cuts back to other scenes. Like now she's back in school. <laughs> yeah, because it's like every hot guy needs a cool girl or something. Uh, and it makes no <laughs> sense. A popular girl. But also it's like oh the days God. are changing too. So it's like you have no idea. And also the old teacher comes back. So he's not fired. He's just like now loves her as well. <laughs> it's so creepy. It's so weird. Right. <laughs> And yeah, it's and like... then we get pretty soon after like this weird montage thing of her being cool. There's a weird so sex scene in oh, that creepy God damn it. house. Is that the next scene after that? Oh no! Yeah. Oh God! This is, is this is the true terror. This filled me with dread watching this scene. <laughs> this is the part where I really wanted to recut this movie into like a trailer for a horror movie. Yeah. Because just with this sequence, and honestly, some a lot of the shots in the movie could be a horror movie. I just don't know what the plot would try be trying to imply. Because I, I it's think so it's like it, it's, it's like one of those like uh, kind of like sex thrillers where it's like she's obsessed with Brad and she'll do anything to get him, and she like fucks over all of her friends to get closer to Brad and manipulates him, and like always is watching him so she knows his patterns and like what he does. And yeah. he she like takes. She takes her shoes off in this abandoned house. And it's weird because, like, the establishing shot of this house, it's, like, it's gross. It's, like, an empty uh, wooden structure surrounded it like by sunflowers. It's like a, a field of sunflowers in, like, the dead of summer. Like, and it's, just... like, dead grass and shit. 
and dramatic god rays coming through the windows and shit. Like, like they thought they were making it look romantic, but it looked scary as fuck. Like it was, it's like out of the hills have eyes or something. <laughs> you wouldn't want to touch anything. Or like, yeah, it's like the house that the family lives in from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> Like, you're just going to see Leatherface at the top of the stairs wearing, like, a human mask and just... (laughs) Yeah, basically. And it's like, yeah, there's, like, wallpaper. There's holes in the walls. There's not even, like, actual proper walls. It's just, like... And then she, like... wooden foundation. And then she takes off her goddamn shoes and walks barefoot up the dirtiest, most disgusting carpet ever put on the film. Yeah, they put carpet on wooden stairs for some reason. The only thing in the entire house that had carpet, because everything's just wood, but the stairs have carpet on them. And they're so gross and dirty. And then it cuts to Brad, like, leaning on, like, the stairwell. And then he just, like, Muppet zooms away, where he's like, whoop! Yeah, it's so scary. He's just like, it's like if you see someone staring at you, and you look, and there's, like, a beat of them still staring, and then they just quickly shuffle away it's like that's what he did but like the camera's looking up at him and he's looking way down at you so it's super fucking creepy (laughs) she follows him into the into this abandoned room with like boards all over the windows and tattered curtains and he's just like leaning against the wall and it's like muscle shirt and jeans looking up this was a thing where it was like i was watching this and i'm like if you're entering a room and you both move away to the opposite sides of the room that is a very bad sign like, oh yeah because they're should... doing like this weird like standoffish like, like circling of each other where they both like go to the far <laughs> side of the room and they're like circling each other it's like they're gonna have a fight this is how like, it happens in the 80s romantic. It's supposed to be romantic, so it's like, um, that's not a good sign if you want to get romantically involved with someone and you're trying to stay as far away from each other as possible. Like, it doesn't imply sexual tension, no. it implies that you don't like each other. This is probably the, the least sexy shot sex scene ever put to film, I would say. Yeah. Like, a porno has more, like, emotional tension in it when the pizza like when guy comes to the door. <laughs> When we watched X and they were like shooting a scene about pouring lemonade, I'm like, that's more sexy than this. And so she essentially rapes Brad because she puts him under a spell. He doesn't actually like her. He is just manipulated into liking her and she takes full advantage of it, raping him in a dirty old abandoned house. So great. They really didn't think about the uh, deeper meaning of that scene. <laughs> no, no, because women can't rape men. Not in the eighties. It's, it's again, impossible. There's, there's this, there's an episode of South Park where they kind of make fun of like, I don't know, for a while there was like always those, uh, there was like that famous case where like this female teacher, uh, had a relationship with a young boy yeah, and that's... was sent to jail for being a pedophile but because she was attractive, like a lot of men acted very weird Ew. about it. And they're like, well, he's lucky to have a teacher like that. And like people didn't look into the how much like the underlying context of what that situation is yeah, and why it's so it's inappropriate. Really so when but, you're that young, you don't yeah, understand what the, yeah. It's it's a creepy and like a 
privileged position to be in when you're a teacher that you need to make sure you don't take advantage of these hormonally imbalanced young people who yes. you could trick into thinking they love you if you manipulate them is what she probably did. Probably. And so there's there's an episode of South Park where they make fun of that, where the uh, Kyle's little brother who's in kindergarten has a relationship with his teacher. And because the teacher's hot, he goes to the police and he's like, it's like, I need you to help me with my my little brother. He's getting molested by his teacher. He's like, wait, the kindergarten teacher? Oh, she's hot. It's like, I better get to him right away and give him the luckiest boy in the world award. And he's five oh years old. God. It's in kindergarten. And it's everyone... amazing that, like, if South Park is being more, like, educated thoughtful. on the matter, thoughtful, than <laughs> the actual government or, like, actual society, that's super fucked up. That yeah. is really fucked up. Yeah, know? it's really just like, oh, another step towards humanity being even worse than I thought it could be. Just... South Park has a better relationship with them. Yeah, that's higher moral standards. <laughs> higher moral standards than yeah. general society. That's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway, so yeah, that so. happens. Um, and then Louise figures out she's too popular and she doesn't like it. And she has yeah. to go back to um, Madame Serena and talk to her about it. And by this point, Madame Serena has like an intense the 80s. Ugliest house. fucking house in the world. <laughs> And there's a weird scene where, like, she sits on Serena's lap, and then they laugh, and then they switch places so that Madame Serena sits on her lap, and it's supposed to be endearing, but it's just really creepy. Why are they, why is she even sitting there to begin with? Like, what the hell's the point of, and they're, like, hugging okay. each other, and, like, it's just, it's like, why? Why is that there? She's like, it's okay, sweetie. It's like, it'll be okay. fine. And she really I, doesn't want her to stop doing these things because it's like giving her secondary yeah, she, powers for some reason. Which they don't so explain. That's why she has. At all. They don't explain it at all. She just somehow is mooching off her power and is able to like make all this stuff. And then if she stops, I guess it'll all go away, I guess. But again, it's never explained. Nothing is explained again. <laughs> and they go. So eventually there's like a dance that happens where she walks in and she's like she walks in with madame serena <laughs> at this school dance and it's just so random but like you and, know uh, why doesn't she walk in with her actual friend like when you want to go in with your friend you've been like shitting on the whole movie like, blossom like, again she's never like rekindled that friendship it's just they're kind of just fucked i guess yeah they, she's and, kind of out of the movie like i don't think kind of just Hey, she's hanging out with uh, Paul Rudd now. Like, yeah, do they even have like a thing? Do they have a moment dancing. where they rekindle their friendship? They dance or together. No, no, no. It's just Paul Rudd and, and Blossom are like dancing together at the end of the movie, but so... there's no rekindling of Louise and Blossom. It's <gasps> just so Louise funny. and Brad. She only cares about Brad. That's so messed up. She doesn't even give a shit about her friend. Like that just clearly no. shows that she never cared about her. She only wanted she only wanted Brad this whole time. Brad, and so what? she's like she at this deep. dance and everyone is obsessed with Louise and like the camera is going through the crowd and everyone is just staring and like it's really creepy. I also and, think that that Rick and Morty, the guys who made Rick and Morty in the first season, they also ripped off Teen Witch because there is an episode where Morty uh 
gets Rick to make him a love potion, and it's like a pheromone that gets uh, this girl to oh, be attracted yeah, to right, him, but yeah. then it mutates, and everyone becomes attracted to him, and he walks into the school dance, and everyone's looking at him, and the band's singing a song about how attractive Morty is. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. Teen Witch has influenced our modern society it's far so more than we right. realize. <laughs> Everything, everything comes down to Teen Witch, you oh know. My God. Like, Modern every, comedy, you know, everything it's straight out of Teen Witch. Modern, yeah, it's Paul like Rudd without is Teen really Witch. Just, Paul you Rudd is have like a, a career today without this guy. That's his main influence. <laughs> Paul Rudd was like his. The, Paul Rudd was the understudy of that guy, and yes. he would have gotten the part. So Paul Rudd just like. He's like fuck this guy over and I'm going to steal his 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 style and turn it into my own. <laughs> He's had so many plastic surgeries to look like this man too. <laughs> he never actually right. even looked like him. He like stole his identity. He used to dye, he used to dye his hair every week. <laughs> you find out that we go to IMDb and that actor's name is Paul Rudd. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he stole his identity. <laughs> oh. Poor guy. But yeah, Louise is at this dance and she just, there's so many reveal shots of her. Like we see her walk in, that's a reveal shot. And we see her looking around and then there's another like reveal shot of her feet panning all the way up as if we haven't seen her already. And we're like, I've seen her so many times at this dance. I don't know why you're doing another reveal shot of her. But she just tears the amulet off and throws it at serena yeah. and apparently that just gets rid of her powers and gives them to serena and so now I, people don't aren't paying attention to her anymore except we see that brad still likes her and then they have like their first dance where he's not like being forced to like her and then it ends yeah. oh brad. beautiful <laughs> she didn't need magic after all he just like just... her Except she, he never asked her out, so I don't know no, how like accurate no. that was. He just would had be. to entrap her, and then when she had sex with him, he's like, "Wait, she'll have sex with me? That's the real magic. <laughs> That's the real magic that I need in my life." Yeah. And blonde girl doesn't even seem to give much of a <laughs> shit, to be honest. No, she there's like no... there's no scene where she's even jealous of Brad. She's like pissed yeah. off that Brad had sex with her or is spending all the time with her. She's just like, eh, whatever. Like, there's not even a reaction. Of, I think of her looking upset. She's just not in the movie anymore. Yeah. <laughs> there's never, yeah, there's never that like rivalry that you would have between the popular girl and main girl. It's just no. non-existent. <laughs> and then they just end the movie with them making out on the dance floor while everyone dances around them. And it's just beautiful. That's it. It's just perfect bookend to this amazing That's... movie. <laughs> and we don't see anything else of like the brother of the parents. Oh, that's right. The like... last scene of the brother is him turning into a dog, getting thrown in the bathtub. And that's it. That's the last time I think we see yeah. him. Maybe one other time for one scene, but not much yeah that's it he's just doesn't because maybe so she's solved her inner demon so he she doesn't need her brother anymore he got to move on his unfinished business was done <laughs> so he transcended into another plane of existence he at the end. Transcended. 
<laughs> he finally got to leave the mortal realm. <laughs> That's why he was such a piece of shit. It's because he was pissed about being there. Because like, gotcha. Louise was not learning her lesson. She's Louise. just like, fuck. It's like, until I get my sister laid, I can't, I can't move on. <laughs> And it's like there should have just been one scene where he's like looking at them like having sex in that creepy ass house and he just like disappears. With cake. Like, <laughs> sparkles. <laughs> and just like a little food stain is <laughs> remains where he is. Like he on was. the window. Yeah, a like hand of like wave. chocolate. Because yeah. I would just picture him like and then he just disappears. Like not even a wave, just yeah, face. yeah, no, no, they don't, they don't acknowledge you. Oh, that actually be way, way worse if like she noticed him during it and then they like wave at each other. Oh, oh yeah, no, that can't happen. Don't need that. Don't need it. So yeah, that so, is. Yeah, that's, that's Teen Witch. Teen Witch. Oh no, oh, my lord! You just, you just kind of have to experience it. Like no matter how much explanation we give, you just you can't understand how nonsensical it is until you watch it yourself and just. Really you experience. need to watch it. And then if there's anyone that has connections in the film industry, <laughs> you know what? People. Let's let's get together and make a, a remake of this, like Wet Hot American Summer style. Everyone who's Rudd worked on Teen Witch All the dead. SNL people. <laughs> it's all we need. It's all we need. Just we just need the that. entire 90s cast, SNL, uh, most of the 2000 alumni. <laughs> Uh, you know who could film be a good crew. teacher yeah. that's still alive? Will Ferrell. <laughs> but I don't think we have a big enough budget for Will Ferrell. <laughs> well, Will Ferrell has his own production company, so if we can get him on board to produce our Teen Witch remake with his connections, maybe able <laughs> That's all you got to hey, do. Hey, Will, if you're listening, come on. <laughs> give, us, give us a shot. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't trust myself to make a, make a movie <laughs> Well, you know, Will Ferrell has a lot, like, he just has to tell us what to do. <laughs> right? It's fine. It's like, okay, we, we have this loose idea. We have idea. a vision. We're we have like... a vision. We just don't know how to do it. That we is like, that, that must be the person that those people hate talking to the most. Oh, it's like, I got an idea. I don't know how to execute it. You have to do everything else, but I have an idea. <laughs> I feel like if I was able to get someone who knows how to write a proper script, I right. could take it from there. I could like get <laughs> decent. I could probably figure it out, but like the writing the script part is not my forte. Yeah, you need. You, you can need, write a script. You, oh yeah, <laughs> but you need like yeah, you need like a, a team of comedic writers to go through Teen Witch and just break down the movie, like scene by scene, and just figure out why everything works the way it does and then just have to make a joke out of every scene of the movie <laughs> yes it's just yeah i don't even know it's just it's it's too precious for this world <laughs> Teen too <or> Teen Witch. <laughs> yeah um i mean if <laughs> if you watch it let us know what your experience is Please. in the comments yeah i would yeah, love to would. hear it i just want to i just want one person to say that that we were responsible for making them watch Teen Witch. And they'll probably hate us for it, but that's fine. (laughs) Get a group of your friends together and don't explain anything about the movie to them. Just, just 
all sit down and enjoy the cinematic experience that is Teen Witch. You will, you will yeah. not regret it. Enjoy it. Well, actually, en- you might, but... Enjoy it in all of its glory. <laughs> <laughs> you can blame us. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that's that's the end of this episode. So, uh, yeah. We'll yeah. See you guys so we'll see next, uh, next casual creeps. We'll see uh, what level of casualness we have. <laughs> it varies very largely how it's casual the episodes so are. From them to Teen Witch. <laughs> you know, keeping you on your toes. Tale. So. You never know. God knows you what we know. follow up that with. I, I don't even know. <laughs> we'll see. Be, well, yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned we'll, when we figure it out. Glad you know. All right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right, podcast's over.